There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 39 of the Digital Freemason Podcast, the Jack Benny episode, for the week of November 6, 2006. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along on my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge, number 59, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So this episode is again coming to you from the majestic Canadian Rockies, where I've gone for a weekend of uh, mental and emotional convalescence. My darling wife had the uh, foresight to book our lives clear of this weekend and give me a chance to escape from what can only be called a hellish past two months of activities. So I hope to be able to be building up a bit of a repository of episodes of the Digital Freemason here so that I can get back onto a weekly schedule of uh, delivering these to you. But anyway, enough about my whining over the past. No sense driving a car by looking in the rear view mirror. So I'll look forward, at least focusing on the hood ornament for now. And this week's episode uh, comes from Ed King's blog entries at his website, www.edking.com. He caught my interest with some of his thoughts that he's been capturing there. Be sure to check out his website. One of the ones that caught my eye a while back dealt with the thought of what we need to do to stay committed and focused on what Freemasonry has been for centuries, and not to steer it in the direction that will take it away from its roots, and while making it modern, make it lose it. That thing that keeps drawing us, and it keep, keeps us here. So here he is, Ed King's piece on, Is It Really Our Fault? I had the wonderful opportunity to attend a Masonic Leadership Conference this past weekend. Held on the beautiful campus of a small but very comfortable military school, it was a chance to come together with others who are interested in the future of our fraternity. Freemasonry is about those who can be best work and best agree, and this was a time to share ideas, aspirations, and concerns, while meeting those with whom we might have remained at a perpetual distance, save for such an opportunity. While there, we participated in the, in the discussions about the differences between generations, ways of looking at the world and expectations. As we discussed and debated amongst ourselves, it became increasingly easy to assume that we, the current leadership, bore the blame for all the ills of Freemasonry today, and that clearly we needed to make sweeping course corrections if we were to save the ship that was rapidly sinking. It is obvious that differences in generations have different expectations, and that those of the millennials are far, far different from those of our memberships of primarily traditionalists. As I began the trip home, an albatross swooped low and crossed in front of my car. Having been at a naval military facility and barely avoiding his demise, I thought of the rhyme of the ancient mariner, and how we almost seemed doomed as a result of some event. We killed the albatross, and now it hung around our neck as the skeleton ship approached. Yet, as the friendship and fraternity of the meeting mingled in my tired brain with various thoughts of foreboding, I began to realize that this was not unlike several other meetings I had attended recently. We were flogging ourselves because we weren't all things to all people. We see whines from a small handful of folks online who are upset that we don't spend our meetings looking for secret meanings in the writings of Albert Pike, or that we have too many fish fries and not enough dressing up in tuxedos. We hear whines from those who've decided, based on precious few years and precious little activity within Freemasonry, that it is not what it should be. 
They want to steer the ship, and don't understand why those who have so faithfully held the tiller for so many years aren't eager to give it up to untested and untried new hands. The next day, as I was about to leave for work, my attention was drawn to the television screen, where I saw on the Today Show the woman whose popular shout a few years ago had been, Stop the Insanity. It's strange how several seemingly unrelated events can cause a clearer focus on the issues at hand. The simple fact is that Freemasonry is not, cannot, and should not be all things to all people. We have those who say that they wouldn't join because of this reason or that. So be it. We have those who join and then set off to remake the organization in their image. Now that must stop. Freemasonry is, at its core, a group of, group of men who can share friendship and fraternity and who can work together on common goals. It cannot and should not be an organization where the loudest, newest voices get to do what he wants while pushing aside the interests and the needs of everyone else. It must be for all, not just a select few, a place of sanctity where we are not threatened, where we can trust one another, and where we share our petty joys and sorrows with those who compassion, whose compassion is as great as our closest blood relative. We need to stop this hand-wringing over dissident voices and get back to being true friends and brothers. Every organization that involves group togetherness has lost huge percentages of members. We're far from being alone. Simple social pleasures like bowling together on a Tuesday night have given way to extra work hours or flailing rants on the computer screen. Society has changed, but the values of Freemasonry don't need to change to the newer, lesser standards of complacency and inattention. We can continue to be a beacon to those who want something more, something different than that of the fat du jour. We have the oldest fraternal organization in existence. We need simply to show potential members what fraternity really means. We haven't allowed those who come through our doors to understand that there is a great and profound value to sharing the simpler joys of trust and caring. We've been hell-bent on inclusion to the point of abandoning what makes the organization a place of value in the past. There is no silver bullet to declining membership or, comm or commiserating the declining revenue to feed the many philanthropies which we've adopted along the way. Tough choices may need to be made, and there's sure to be an ox or two getting gored in the process. Just imagine if you'd spent decades promoting a program, only to now see it as superfluous. How would you react? We must let our long-time members, young and old, know that their efforts have not been for naught, and that they have contributed something of consequence. Simultaneously, we need to avoid the lure of the quick fix in whichever guise it arrives, while well, we never forget to take each new member by the hand and make them feel both welcome to and included in the various activities of the Lodge. It's not just stuffing someone into a Lodge officer's chair, but rather showing them by deed and word that their thoughts and feelings are of concern to us, and that we expect and demand that they should value ours as well. Let's start moving back to the point where men will want to ask to become part of this institution, rather than snaring them off the street or offering their captor a chance to win a free Caribbean cruise with the Grand Master, and bragging in our publications about how many have joined in some performance class. We need to show the world at large, by word and deed, that Freemasonry can be inclusive, but there are some things that cannot and will not be condoned. 
including acts to denigrate our leadership and try to make Freemasonry into something the newest member fancies, but something which it has never, ever been. I believe the time has come to stop the insanity, to quit the hand-wringing and put into place behaviors in ourselves and our lodges that will bring the generations together of men and brothers, to share the friendship and the fraternity that was, is, and will always be the core of Freemasonry. The Lodge is a place where a 90-year-old man can enjoy the company of a 25-year-old man, and the same in the reverse direction. It's the sharing of ideas, the friendship and fellowship of good meals with good friends, and the desire to help the world around us. Freemasonry is all that, and it is what so many men, both young and old, and everywhere in between, are seeking today. Sometimes change is a good thing, I guess, if it's done for the right reasons. I, that, I suspect that organizations that have been around for hundreds of years have morphed in a great many ways. But the more research that I do on Freemasonry, the more I see that the changes in Freemasonry have been minor and kept within due bounds of the ancient landmarks of, of our fraternity. The digital age has seen some new changes occur here in the last few years. This podcast is an example. Today we are able to digitally visit a great many brethren without having to leave the comfort of our own homes. And while this broadens our horizon and knowledge, it doesn't give us the same effect as sitting in a lodge or sharing a lively conversation during a festive board. That is why I hope that you are taking some time out of your valuable time that's available to visit other lodges in your area or even when you're traveling, either on business or pleasure. I've found it a unique experience to walk into a Masonic temple where I know no one and am greeted as warmly as if I'd walked into a neighborhood block party. I suspect that there are very, very few, if any, organizations where a man can feel this sort of welcoming feeling. Uh, you know what? Yaya Sisterhood has nothing on the men of the Freemasonry. So thanks for listening to the Digital Freemason Podcast. I've been your host, Scott, and I hope you've enjoyed our time together. If you would like a transcript of this podcast, please visit our website, www.kinggeorgelodge.com. If you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts, please feel free to email me at podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.